Welcome to the Sports and Stuff Podcast, presented by Team Media. Here's your host, DTJ. Welcome to this edition of the Sports and Stuff Podcast, presented by Team Media. For more information about the team, visit our website, www.theteam.media, or check us out on social media, Facebook and Instagram at The Team LLC. I didn't mention Twitter because apparently my account is suspended. Not quite sure what I did, but whatever. This podcast is also available on your favorite services, including Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google, and so many more. Each week, we pick the sports topics that have or will garner the most talk. We always want to hear your take and invite you to join the conversation. Leave your thoughts in the comment area below, on the website, or hit us up on social media. This week, I want to talk baseball's nightmare, bubble ball, and the end of an era. But first, let's start with the best thing I heard in sports this week. Well, we had a little between innings fireworks. Joe Kelly and Carlos Correa with a heated at bat, and then Kelly with a, a little something for him at the end. Stuck his tongue out. There you go. And uh, bench is empty, DK. So, again, you could hear something came from Houston's dugout. Yep. And then, so Joe Kelly just, you know, blah, blah, blah. Look at Carlos Correa swung at two bad pitches. You know, now everybody's coming out and everything. And, again, you remember, Correa is the guy that when there was that discussion earlier in the sea, you know, when things came out and Bellinger made a comment, and, you know, Correa publicly and on tape said, if you don't know what's going on, you ought to shut the F up. And so, you know, look at Correa put himself out there. And once you do that, then, you know, you, you, you're open to everything. That's the sound of the first official almost fight in baseball this season. This from the anticipated Dodgers-Astros matchup Tuesday night from the Cheat Dome, I mean the Astro Dome in Houston. This flare-up was caused when Dodgers pitcher Joe Kelly struck out Alec Correa, a member of the 2018 Cheat Squad, and proceeded to stick his tongue out and start jawing at Correa as he walked off the mound. Correa and his teammates didn't take kindly to all the histrionics, and both benches cleared for a demonstration on how not to socially distance. No punches were thrown, but the Astros should expect this type of heat from a few of their rivals this year, including the Indians, the Red Sox, the Rays, the Yankees, the Dodgers, and for the hell of it, maybe even the Nationals. And you can even throw your favorite team in the mix as well. I mean, this is what happens when you cheat. Every Monday, have a weekly call with major league owners. Right. Today, was there discussion, questions about the possibility of this season being, if not canceled, put on hiatus? No, there really wasn't. Um, we, we talked about the situation. Um, I think most of the owners realize that we built protocols anticipating that we would have 
positive tests at some point during the season, that the protocols were built in order to allow us to continue to play through those positives. And I think there was support for the notion that um, we believe um, that the protocols are adequate to keep our players safe. That's Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred earlier this week addressing concerns over the rise of coronavirus cases during Major League Baseball's opening weekend. Now, last week, I shared my concerns and my optimism for the NBA and the MLB returning to action in this age of coronavirus with so much about the virus still unknown and with many states experiencing fluctuating levels of positive testing and hospitalizations. Baseball didn't even escape its first weekend of action before having to cancel games, including having to temporarily pause the Miami Marlins season after 18 players and coaches tested positive. Another five players throughout the league also reported to have tested positive, including three from the Cincinnati Reds, one piece from the Pittsburgh Pirates, and the Washington Nationals. On Friday, the St. Louis Cardinals and Milwaukee Brewers had to cancel their contest after two Cardinals players tested positive, bringing the count so far to 25. It was also reported earlier in the week that the owner of the Marlins AAA affiliate, the Wichita Wind Surge, Lou Schwesheimer, died on Wednesday due to complications of COVID-19. And on Friday, several media outlets reported on a conversation between Manfred and the head of the MLB Players Union, Tony Clark, on what appears and sounds like an openness to cancel the season in light of the rise of COVID cases in the league. Rob Manfred called Tony Clark today. It was not to castigate him. It was not to threaten him. It was a reality check that if Major League Baseball does not get the coronavirus under control, then the season is at risk. And this is everybody involved. This is players, coaches, managers, personnel. This is people abiding by the protocol that was jointly agreed upon by the sides. And that is both on the field and off the field. On the field, of course, it is high-fiving, it is spitting, it is not wearing masks. It's the sort of thing that local health officials have been noticing on TV while watching baseball games and having questions about just how serious MLB is about doing things the right way. Off the field, it's making sure not to go out. And in MLB's uh, memo earlier this week that was sent out to clubs, not only did they add a compliance officer to ensure that players and staff members followed these protocols, they were very clear in saying, you have to stay at your hotel. You have to essentially make as much of a bubble as you can when we're not playing in a true bubble environment. Credit to Jeff Pazan of ESPN on that report. I mean, this has led to some conversations about whether Major League Baseball should be proactive and just go ahead and cancel or postpone the season. I mean, my take? And yes, that's easy for me to say because it's not my livelihood at stake. You know, I know many people don't care about the financial well-being of superstar athletes due to their seemingly outrageous contracts and rock star lifestyles and on and on and on. 
I mean, missing a couple million dollars won't hurt them, right? Well, as someone who works in finance, specifically in payroll, I can tell you that there are more athletes living check to check than you realize. And it has very little to do with financial mismanagement or exorbitant lifestyles. Simply put, there's a cost to live the life. Taxes, housing, security, healthcare, family obligations, financial management, legal, and so many more expenses. The truth is the more you make, the more it costs to make it. The decision ultimately to play had little to nothing to do with money and more to do with the love for the game. I mean, like many everyday Americans, there were just many Major League Baseball players who looked forward to a return to what is normal for them, being around teammates, coaches, and back in competitive action. But I think they are also realizing, like many Americans, that the new normal is very different than the one they remembered. So with this in mind, I guess the question I keep coming back to is if playing this season is worth your health and your life. You know, for the 11 players who have opted out of the season since it began and the many more who decided against playing the season at all, the answer is it's not. And honestly, maybe it's not even a fair question. I mean, every time any one of us leaves our homes, we put ourselves at some risk of contracting the virus. Although we can greatly minimize that risk by wearing a mask and practicing proper social distancing. And I already know not everyone even believes that and thinks that the response to coronavirus has already been overblown. But as someone who has lost family due to the virus, I'm a little sensitive to that opinion. And I just personally don't want to see anyone needlessly get sick or put others at risk. There are also increasing calls for Manfred to be fired for, I guess what you would say is perceived as poor management of the league's response to coronavirus and for the decision to return at all. And to me, this is not entirely fair criticism. Yes, as the leader of the league, his foremost concern has to be the health and safety of the players. But as with every other major sports league commissioner, he's a pawn for the owners and their objectives, which chiefly is to make money. And yet it's easy to write that off as greedy or selfish. But if you are an owner of anything, you want that thing to perform to its highest potential, producing its highest possible return, rather it be pleasure, money, or advantage, or anything else. And you want it to actually retain or increase in value once you decide to let it go. Said another way, the owners didn't put out millions of dollars for their investment not to return a profit. You know, here's a little secret for all of you. There is something that great athletes and investors actually have in common. And it's not where they go to school or how smart they are or even the company they keep. There's an understanding that adversity will come on your journey anywhere. The key to greatness is to endure in the face of the adversity and retain the lessons that adversity teaches you. And with each greater success, a greater adversity, and a greater lesson, all until your perspective and attitude evolves towards adversity, and it becomes accepted as a part of the process. Athletes will get hurt. They go through slumps. 
They have to deal with the pressure of balancing their personal and professional lives publicly. They're expected to take the high road even when they shouldn't have to. And yeah, similar standard exists for great investors. In this purview, I don't think the owners are putting profits over player safeties. I think they are preconditioned to see the coronavirus as an adversity to endure and to figure out how to persist through. Now, the problem is for many who don't think as they do, what they see is very uncomfortable. Some would even say risky. And yes, some even would say a bit reckless. And that's the thing about risk. When it works, you're a genius. And when it doesn't, you're a jackass. I hold out hope still that baseball will do the right thing, even though there's a few interpretations of what the right thing means. For me, it means keeping the players safe if the season continues, shutting down the season if they can't, and having the courage of their convictions either way. A quick break and then my thoughts on the return of bubble ball. Neil Armstrong waited six hours and 39 minutes to step onto the surface of the moon. Jackie Robinson waited 20 months to play his first game with the Brooklyn Dodgers. And even DiCaprio had to wait 22 years to win an Oscar. You can wait until your destination. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. America, your children have an amazing superpower. That's right, they can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing! Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Sports and Stuff Podcast is presented by Team Media. Check us out on the web, theteam.media, or on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Team LLC. Welcome back to the Sports and Stuff podcast presented by Team Media. Much like Major League Baseball, the NBA had a fantastic opening night doubleheader on Thursday that reminded me why I miss sports so much. However, unlike Major League Baseball, the NBA has been able to control coronavirus outbreaks with its bubble world approach to the season, quarantining players in a neutralized space, limiting contact with the outside world and aggressively testing players. They also limited the number of teams who were playing during the restart to those who have clinched or are in playoff contention with a short conclusion to the regular season before the number of teams reduce again to the standard 16. I mean, right now, the NBA looks brilliant. And it's not merely because the number of positive cases is low. There have actually been 33 confirmed positive cases since March. But there are two other factors. The first being fearlessness in using their influence and popularity as a league 
towards promoting social change in America. Here were LeBron James' comments after the game Thursday night. As you have talked so much about uh, what is going on around the world, could you get a sense tonight that this game was indeed bigger than basketball? Absolutely. Um, the game of basketball has always been bigger than just the ball in the rim and 10 guys on the floor with referees. It's an opportunity to use this platform and be able to spread a lot of positive, a lot of love throughout the course, uh, throughout the course of the whole world. We understand what's going on in society right now. And we're using this NBA platform as the players, as the coaches, as organizations to continue to stand strong on that. Um, so this is a good start. Uh, this is a good start tonight. It's great to have the NBA back, and I hope our fans um, are, are proud of us tonight. So many around the NBA have talked about what a special day it was. Earlier today, the funeral for John Lewis. You've mentioned how this is not a movement. How much progress do you think has been made with what the NBA and everyone around the NBA has done? Um, there's been progress. Um, but in the past, when we've seen progress, we've let our uh, foot off the gas a little bit. Uh, we, can't, we can't do that. Um, you know, we want to continue to uh, keep our foot on the gas, continue to push forward, uh, you know, continue to spread love throughout America. Uh, we're dealing with a lot of racism, uh, a lot of social injustice, a lot of police brutality, um, not only in my neighborhoods, um, not only with black people, but with, with people of color. And, and it's, um, it's something that we want to continue to have people's ears open to. And we have ears now, but we cannot stop um, with our foot on the gas as we've been doing over the last few months. Credit to Jarrett Greenberg and TNT Sports for the clip. In recent history, we've seen examples where athletes taking a social stance was viewed as suicidal or at least detrimental to their career. For example, when Cassius Clay decided to resist the draft um, into the Vietnam War, which he was later sued for by the U.S., by the way, he was viewed by many as a coward, a traitor, and even to some in the Black community, a pariah. Revisionist history may fool you into thinking that the man who became Muhammad Ali was always a hero. But for a time in 1968, the likelihood existed that he might not be remembered as a hero at all. In recent times, we have seen the backlash towards former 49ers quarterback Colin Kaepernick, who many, including me, feel like has been blacklisted from the NFL due to his decision to take a knee during national anthems in protest to the killing of African-Americans and other people of color at the hand of police. Think about how divisive this topic has been over the past three to four years among sports fans across the country. Now think about how opinions have shifted regarding kneeling over the past two to three months and specifically since the tragic deaths of Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, Rayshawn Brooks, and George Floyd, added to a list of other people of color who have senselessly been murdered at the hands of police. Social media has forced industries that serve the public or that are public-facing to state their opinion, especially on controversial or hot-button issues. But, you know, stating an opinion is risky and it often alienates a segment of your customer base, which is why many have opted to stay quiet, only commenting on something so egregious that it's clear that it's safe to speak out against it. For example, if you'll notice, everyone denounced George Floyd's killing. Clearly wrong, but it's been quiet on Rayshawn Brooks' killing. 
too much gray area for some. Therefore, it's too uncomfortable. Anyway, I applaud the NBA for standing behind its players and encouraging their voices to be heard and allowing their platforms to be leveraged to spread the message of racial equality and justice for all. The second reason why the league looks brilliant is that their product is compelling and they decided to reboot right at the start of the most exciting time of their season, the playoff race. They were also smart to allow the teams who had nothing to gain to sit this time out and not put anyone needlessly at risk. They just appear to be doing everything right, and I hope they can finish out the season and playoffs in a good place. Look, the coronavirus is unpredictable, and it only takes a couple of sick players to derail their success. And even if that were to happen and the number of cases rose to a point where they had to cancel games or the season, my hope is that the NBA's decisions will continue to be guided by the spirit of doing what's right for the players and not just for profits. Okay, one more quick break and then the end of an era. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo Goat G-O-A-T, acronym, stands for greatest of all time. As in, spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave. Dad, you're the goat. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Social distancing tip. Putting distance between yourself and others is critical to slowing the spread of coronavirus. So here are ways to stay in contact without the physical contact part. Call, send a text, set up a video conference, post on social media, dedicate a song on the radio. If you have symptoms of fever, dry cough, and shortness of breath, call your health care provider before going to their office. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Here, we talk sports and stuff. Join the conversation, www.theteam.media, or Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Team LLC. Welcome back to the Sports and Stuff podcast here on Team Media. And I realize, like, for us, it's a little different and it's a little happier because even after we turn off the mics, you still get to be our dad. And I think that's the, that's the part that threw all of it. Oof. I am my mom's son. <laughs> that's the part that threw all of it. And when we grew up, you know, it was, it was such a big thing. And Mike and Mike became this big phenomenon. And there was so much that came along with that. And it, you always made sure that it was about us. And you always made sure that you were around for the stuff that we did. And we felt that, and we saw it, and it meant so, so much to grow up feeling like that you could do anything because you two made that possible because we got to watch 
the way that you guys woke up every day and loved each other and loved us and supported all of our dreams through that. It's the reason Jake is a, is a great husband right now. It's a reason Sydney's going to be a great wife and they're going to be great parents. You're going to be a great husband too. <laughs> <laughs> and come hell or high water with my mom, that is going to be the case too. But you always put that at the forefront. You stopped calling college football games when we got to high school because you wanted to be around and support us. And then to get to do this with you for the last three years is it'll be the highlight of my professional life my personal life i love you so much to get to do the thing i always wanted to do with the person i always wanted to be is such an insanely surreal thing i, I will never forget it well, friday marked the end of the legendary 22-year career of the former notre dame and nfl defensive standout mike golick senior there had been many conversations about a possible Mike and Mike reunion. ESPN ultimately decided against it and opted not to renew Golik's contract for another year. For Friday's show, Golik was surrounded by his family, including his wife, kids, and son Mike Jr., himself a Notre Dame standout and radio personality with ESPN. As someone who loves sports radio, and once had a desire to be in the business, it was sad to see this run come to an end. Mike and Mike are on my short list of all-time favorite radio talk shows, a list that includes WFAN's Mad Dog and Russo, Colin Cowherd, Dan Patrick, and Pardon the Interruption. Mike and Mike was always a refreshing and entertaining distraction to my workday. And was just good radio with the right balance of intellectualism and down-to-earth sports talk. Like any great sports talk personality, I didn't always agree with his take on a topic or an issue, but that's okay. The personality's job is to be heard, not necessarily agreed with. And that's something I felt he got better at as his radio career progressed. It has to be hard making the transition from playing the game you love to talking about it, as all who attempt to make that leap find themselves with a new sort of playbook, so to speak, which includes learning how to master a new, a different language, a radio language, you know, knowing how to translate your opinions into a format suitable for a radio audience, learning how to interact with fans who think they know more about you and your profession than, than you do and how to not take it personally. I have a feeling in my gut we haven't heard the last of Mike Sr., and I hope I'm right. But even if we have, I say congratulations on a great career and what I consider to be one of the most desirable, but yet difficult, jobs in America. And that's going to do it for this week. Again, I would love to hear your thoughts on this edition and invite you to hit us up on social media, Facebook and Instagram at The Team LLC or on our website, theteam.media. Again, this show is also heard on your favorite podcast platform. So spread the word. The Teams was popping. And until next time.
yes we can and yes we will